Welcome to Nomcast, where we take a deep dive into your food and splash around to see what we can find. I'm your host, Alice Zaslavsky. And today, we're peeling back the layers to learn more about why foods taste really, 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 really good. Before we get started, I want to ask everyone to check if their brains are switched on and fully charged, because there'll be a quiz at the end. Okay, let's go. We've talked a lot about layers already. Soil has layers. Onions have many delicious layers. Our gut microbiome has layers. Today, we're exploring another kind of layer. Layers of flavour. Our bodies have something called taste receptors. They're cells in our taste buds that mean we can perceive the flavour of our food, just like how our ears help us hear and our eyes help us see. And there are multiple kinds of taste receptors, so we can pick up on all the distinct flavours in our food, from juicy lemons to gooey cheese and scrummy nuts. The way it works is, when a meal enters our body and is mixed with saliva, Small molecules from the food can be sensed and the receptors activate. They're kind of like puzzle pieces. If the taste receptor fits the flavour, they click together. That sends a signal through our nerves to our brain, which tells us if we like what we're tasting. You might think our taste receptors are only in our mouths. After all, that's where the food goes, right? I mean, unless we're spilling it on our clothes... Usually, it goes in our mouths. But actually, scientists have found taste receptors throughout our body. We have them in our stomachs, our intestines, our lungs, and even our brains. And no one really knows why. Scientists used to think we had four kinds of taste receptors. But now we know there are at least five. Welcome to Millionaire Hot Pot. Today's contestants are salty. Salty is the most basic taste receptor in our bodies, but that doesn't mean it's not essential to our well-being in moderation. Sweet. Sugar gives us energy, which is why our taste receptors are so drawn to sweet flavors. It's even in breast milk, the first food most of us ever have. Sour. Sour doesn't just help us taste citrusy, tart food. It also helps us to identify when food has spoiled or gone bad. Bitter. Sometimes bitter can be a warning to us that the food we're about to eat isn't good for our bodies. Wait. Uh, 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 I, I mean, I'm hearing there's a latecomer to our game. Welcome, Umami. Umami, the latest new addition. Umami taste spreads across our tongues and lasts longer than other basic tastes. It even makes our mouth water. Everybody ready? Let's play! That's right. We've got a fifth taste receptor, and it might even be the best one. It's called... Umami. It comes from a Japanese word that means pleasant, savoury taste. And it's so unique that we don't even have a word for it in English. 
It was coined in 1908 by a Japanese chemist called Kikune Ikeda, the man who discovered it. If you want to get technical, we taste umami through receptors that typically respond to glutamates and nucleotides, which are often found in something we talked about last time, fermented foods. Remember? They're foods that have used microorganisms to convert carbohydrates into acids, giving them sour, fizzy, sparkly, tangy flavours. Umami can be tricky to describe. It's complex, deep and rich. We can find it naturally in foods like mushrooms, onions, fish, soy sauce, meat, tomatoes and cheese. But we can also add umami to the meals we cook. That's called layering. You know how cuisines from different countries have a distinctive flavour? Like a pizza tastes like tomatoes and garlic and oregano, and sushi tastes like vinegar and sugar and seaweed. Lots of traditional meals start with a trinity, which is where three ingredients are cooked in butter or oil to start a dish and give it a distinctive, rich flavour. All around the world, onions are layered with spices, sweet veg or strongly flavoured roots like ginger to establish deeply flavoured, satisfying meals. They're often cooked low and slow, which makes great sense at the chemical level. The slow heat breaks down long-chain proteins into distinctive amino acids, some of which pack a flavour punch. Here, in the depths of favourite cooking pots, pans and ovens, we see the incredible origins of something common to all humanity. Excellent flavour combination. Italians call this a sofrito, minced carrots, celery and onions. The same ingredients make up France's mirepoix. In the deep south of the United States... Cajun and Creole cooks start their cuisine with the holy trinity, onions, celery, and capsicum. Across the waves in Thailand, meals are layered with galangal, a root spice similar to ginger, lemongrass, and makrut lime. And in India, the diced onion is layered with spices sautéed in ghee to create a characteristic Layered base of flavor, full of umami. Have you ever eaten something seriously delicious and afterwards just thought, wow, I'm so satisfied? Researchers have found that umami flavor increases our appetite, so we want to munch on it, but it also increases how satisfied we feel after eating, even if we're eating the same amount. Our bodies love flavour so much that we actually feel fuller when we eat something with umami-ness. Taste isn't the only way we enjoy food either. Our eating experience also uses our other senses. Sometimes people say we eat with our eyes. Not literally. That would be pretty messy. But the way our food looks can affect how much we enjoy it. It's the same for how hot or cold it is and what wonderful textures we find inside. Loving our food is a total sensory adventure and the way it smells might be the most important of all. Did you know that this is actually why things don't taste the same on planes? A professor at Oxford University says our food and drinks really do taste different when we're in the air. 
the dry cabin and lower air pressure affects our sense of smell and that reduces our sensitivity to sweet and salty foods by about 30%. Celebrity chef Heston Blumenthal even tried giving passengers a nasal spray to clear their sinuses before they flew. But when people didn't like that, he turned back to that most intriguing taste of all, umami. Umami isn't affected by high-altitude dining, and some scientists think it can even be enhanced when our senses are affected. Now some airlines shape their whole menu around umami-rich ingredients like spinach and shellfish. What we know about taste has changed a lot in the past century. Who knows what else we might discover? Maybe there are other amazing flavour discoveries waiting for us in the future. And I can't wait. All right, quiz time. Question one. How many senses do we have? Question two. What country discovered umami? Question three. What do lots of traditional meals start with? Question four. Why is the bitter taste receptor so helpful? Question five. What are some foods that have an umami flavour? Question six. True or false, being on a plane can make food taste different. Ready for some answers? I am. Answer one. We have five senses. Answer two. Umami was discovered in Japan. A trinity is what lots of traditional meals start with. Bitter taste receptors are helpful because they warn us about foods that aren't good for us. Answer five. Some foods that have an umami flavor include tomatoes, meat, fish, shellfish, spinach, cheese, onions, and mushrooms. Answer six. True. Being on a plane can make food taste different. This podcast was brought to you by Hort Innovation, using the Onion Research and Development Levy and funds from the Australian Government. For more information, check out horticulture.com.au. For more information on Phenomenom, check out phenomenom.com.au.